Blog Talk Radio. And there arose a king in Egypt who knew not Yahweh. And the fear of the Hebrews fell upon the people of the land. So Pharaoh set taskmasters over the people of the land who laid heavy burdens on them which were bitter to bear. And the children of Israel cried out unto the Most High. And he heard them from beyond the everlasting hills. In time he raised up unto them a deliverer whose name was Mashach. And Mashach grew mighty and was taught in all the wisdom of Egypt. But he was a man who chose not to live out his days in the pleasures of Mizraim, and so answered the call of his destiny. And he came to the mountain of Alakim, which was called Horeb, where he saw a flame of fire burning around a bush, but the bush was not consumed. And the monarch of the highest appeared to him and spoke from out of the midst of the fire, saying, I have seen the affliction of my people in Egypt and have come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians. And therefore I will send you unto Pharaoh that you may bring forth my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. And Masha asked, when I come to the people and they ask, what is his name? What shall I say? Scriptures declare that Elohim said, Ahaya, Ashar, Ahaya. Meaning, I am that I am. I will be who I will be. He said, Moreover to him, Thou shalt you say to the children of Israel, Yahuwah, the Elohim of your fathers, the Elohim of Abraham, the Elohim of Isaac, and the Elohim of Jacob have sent me unto you. This is my name forever and my memorial unto all generations. And the children of Israel became vain in their imaginations and corrupt in all their ways so that they sought to replace the name of Yahuwah with the name of Adonai, meaning Lord. And many forgot his name and went after Baal, which also means the Lord. And from that time, many false names for our Creator have gone out into the world, following us into these last days and creating a controversy among the nations. Our Heavenly Father, who desires that his elect be not ignorant of his name, nor that we should be moved by the signs of the times, but that we should be steadfast in the truth, not wavering nor tossed and turned by the mouths of men. For some say that his name is Yahweh, while others say that it is Jehovah. Still others foolishly declare that it cannot be known. But we who are called and chosen have a sure word of revelation which has come down from the Father of light, who would not have his people to walk in darkness, for I declare that we are the children of light. For he has revealed through the Ruach. Take the original vowel sounds A and U, which are from the three pure vowel sounds 
which make up all the Semitic languages and apply them to the four Hebrew letters, Yod, Hey, Wah, Hey, and the name of Yahuwah is revealed. Therefore, let the name of Yahuwah rise upon the islands of Indonesia and echo beyond the rivers of Ethiopia. Let his magnificent name soar above the heights of the Himalayas rest upon the shores of Sri Lanka. The voice of a messenger rides upon the clouds and races on the wings of the wind, saying, Send tidings of his name to them that dwell in Ghana. Let the name of Yahuwah shake the land of Africa. Declare his name in Zambia, Tanzania. Let it be shouted from Mozambique. Send messengers to sail across the Nile and awaken them that dwell in the Sudan. Let the name of Yahuwah invade the mountains of Afghanistan and rock the whole Middle East. Let his mighty name stretch forth with wings across Europe and Asia and cause them to tremble and sleep in China. Oh, let his name circle over the Atlantic, the Pacific, and all the oceans of the world to touch the shores of America. That his name might read from the peaks of the Appalachian Mountains to the end of the Rio Grande. Let his name extend out over the continental divide and journey down to field Brazil. Oh, let Yahuwah's elect publish his name in every nation and kingdom on the face of the earth. Let it be published in every country, in every city, and in every state. Yea, let it mount up and ride upon the wings of the eagles. Let it glide with the falcons, the hawks, and the crows. Let it reach up beyond the heights of the condors. That his name might touch the stars and fill the cosmos. Let the Malachim come down from the Shamayim. Let them ride upon the chariots of fire. Let them circle the cities. Let them stand upon the walls. Sound an alarm to the ends of the earth. And lift up the trumpet to declare Yahuwah is mighty. Our king is strong. He has subdued the nations. He has crowned the sun. Let everything that has breath sing praises to his name. Let everything with breath praise the name of Yahuwah. Finally, when the end comes, when all things have been put under his feet, and all the nations have been gathered to meet in the city of gold, which is planted in paradise, we will all lift up together with one voice, magnify the name of Yahuwah forever. Hallelujah. Welcome to Talk Teach and Test of Our Radio. This is where we speak the unadulterated and the uncompromising word of truth. My name is Abed Yahu or Obadiah. I am just a humble servant of Yahweh. I speak to you in the name of Yahusha Hamashiach. Okay, on today's show, uh, we're going to be speaking about the stranger and the sojourner in the latter days. Um, this is part four of, I'm sorry, this is part 12 um, of our series, and we have been uh, teaching very, 
very steadily um, pertaining to the, uh, you know, to the sojourner and the stranger, the Gentile, who's able through the mercy of Yahweh to be able to walk with his nation and to become a part of this set-apart nation, regardless of particular uh, race, nationality, gender, color, okay, hallelujah, and through the Ruach HaKodesh, through the Amunia, through your absolute belief in Yahweh being your supreme Elohim, and Yahusha HaMashiach, who is, quote-unquote, the Malek Tesedek, or the Melchizedek, as long as you select him to be your king and eternal high priest, believing that through him you can come to Yahuwah, um, you know, understanding that he is the conduit to the kingdom of Yahuwah. If you understand that, hallelujah, then you will be able to enter in. Okay, so that is very, very uh, powerful. Um, we have learned in the original covenant, we have uh, learned about how the uh, Goyim or the heathens, the Gentiles, how they were able to um, come under the banner of Yahweh in his nation, Yasharia. Yasharia in Hebrew means the upright ones under the El or under the Almighty. The Almighty who? The Almighty Yahweh, the one and only, the true and living Elohim. So uh, these are things that we are going over. Uh, we have went over a lot of scriptures over the past couple of weeks. Uh, we were, we're going to go over some more of those on today. Uh, we're going to do a brief review as to what we spoke about on yesterday. And we're going to go ahead and make it short on today because I want to uh, leave some more information for us for next week uh, because we're going to go ahead and wrap everything up. And um, I hope that this instruction and teaching has been a baruka unto you and yours. So welcome to Talk, Teach, and Tesla Radio. Um, today is Sunday, March 22nd, 2020, according to the Jesuit man-made Gregorian calendar. It is the second day of the first Kodash. We are in Abib, hallelujah. Um, is not only that the United States and Canada is under the spring Abib, but the whole entire world is under it, hallelujah. So um, we are now in what we call the Rosh Hashanah. We are in the new year, and we are preparing uh, and getting ready, hallelujah, for the Peshach and the Chakhat Mazat. Okay, so um, the Peshach is the Passover, the Chakhat Mazat is the Feast of Unleavened Bread, and the Yom Habakrim is the Day of First Fruits. So we are um, getting ready for that. Now, on next weekend, I'm going to be teaching us about the spiritual, the, uh, the physical, the spiritual intent of the Moadim, of the appointed feast. It's very imperative that we exercise the physical and the spiritual. Okay, so we are to be gathering together still, even though you're starting to hear, you know, uh, there there should not be any social gatherings or things of that nature. We must be discreet as far as still getting together physically and understanding that Yahweh is still in charge. So I will be teaching about the appointed feast on next week, 
and then the week after, I'll be broadcasting live from the Kingdom Harvest in Charlotte, North Carolina. I'll be doing that on the 3rd through the 5th. Also, uh, I still need emails from those of you who would like to have the live feed link. I will be doing a video link um, through Zoom, so you'll be able to see as well as hear the teaching. So if you'd like to do that, please email me at talkteachtestify at gmail.com. For those of you who would like to attend the Congregation of the Kingdom Harvest from April the 3rd through the 5th of 2020, please email us, not only at talkteachtestify at gmail.com, but you can also email us at kingdomharvestcongregation at gmail.com. So once again, email me at talkteachtestify at gmail.com, or you can simply Email us at kingdomharvestcongregation.com. Um, Talk, teach, and touch our radio today has been brought to you by the Jones Mishpaka out in Nevada, by the Palmer Family Foundation out in California. Also, it is brought to you by SALT, the acronym for Sisters Abiding in Light and Truth, and by the Bullock Family Foundation out in Arizona. Shalom, shalom. Unto all of you. And also for those of you who have made Tefla unto Yahweh so that you'll be able to hear talk, teach, and testify radio. For those of you who cannot give, but even though you have gave through prayer, through encouraging words, Baruch Atah unto you as well. If you need a transcript or notes to today's show or any of the uh, teaching, Pertaining to the stranger and the sojourner, please email me, okay? Um, TalkTeachTestify at gmail.com if you like that. Um, once again, next week, we're going to be transitioning from the stranger and the sojourner into the Moedim, into the appointed times of the Abib or the spring feast, okay? So that's going to be very imperative that you listen to those because people are keeping the physical aspect, but... Do you understand its spiritual intent? So we're going to be going over that on next week. Also, finally, uh, I'd like to say thank you for all of those um, individuals who have gave me such encouraging words uh, to, uh, pertaining to this teaching. I thank Yahweh, our Supreme Elohim, through his debar, through his word, for such a powerful and grand message about who is his children amongst the nations. He scattered the nation of Yahshariel um, through the four corners of the earth, and then he turns around, hallelujah, and bring those who were already living amongst those nations, and they had came into the nation of Yahshariel. It is the culture of righteousness that they stand up under. It is his righteousness that will save you. And deliver you So it's, it's, it's very powerful So to all of the 12 tribes of Yashariel And those who have been grafted in I welcome you Into the Malaika Or into the kingdom of Yahweh I'm very excited that you Are walking with us in this wilderness Experience Okay Let's go over our lesson um, we have 45 minutes to go over what uh, Yahuwah has in store for us. Um, I am very, very excited to bring forth 
this instruction and this teaching unto you and yours. Uh, we talked about uh, Barashit, Genesis chapter 10, and we have discussed who are the Gentiles and who are, uh, you know, particular nations. Uh, please do the study and the research. When you talk about the children of Ham, you're talking about Mizraim, you're talking about Cush. Cush is the Sudan, is Ethiopia. Uh, when you think about Mizraim, you're talking about Egypt. Uh, when you talk about the land of Canaan or the seed, uh, Canaan, who is Ham's son, um, the cursed one that Noah had cursed, uh, we have to understand that Ham was not cursed, but Canaan was cursed. You've got to read that in Barashit. Chapter 9, verse 25, when Noah said, cursed be Canaan, okay? Usually a curse lasts uh, from three to four generations. You read that in Shamut or Exodus chapter 20, okay? So Canaan no longer exists as a nation. You have uh, Libya. Uh, Libya, by the way, comes from Put. If you read that in Barashi chapter 10, uh, Mishraim, which is Egypt, and Cush, which is Ethiopia, those particular nations still exist. Those particular uh, people are from Ham. When it comes from Sham, the nation of Yashariel comes from Sham. Sham was the eldest son of Noah. So uh, that's why you hear the Shemitic nations. When you talk about Assyria and Arabia, um, when you talk about the particular um, nation of Syria, or um, here's another one, um, the nation of Mesopotamia, that comes from Haram. Haram it was one of the sons of Sham. All of those particular lands that I just named were and are considered to be Shemitic. The nation of Yashariel. Okay, is a Shemitic nation. It came from Sham. When you talk about Yafet or Japhet, there's no way that the Ashkenazi Jews could be descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. They adopted Judaism, but they adopted the Talmud or the, uh, you know, the quote unquote, the Pharisaic teachings or the Talmudic teachings, okay? So they did not fully come into Torah. They were more into Talmud. You can read that in the book, The Thirteenth Tribe. Also, when you talk about Yafet or Japhet, uh, Javan comes, uh, comes the nations of Greece, Rome, the French, the Italians, the Spanish, and the Portuguese all come from Javan. When you talk about Magog, you're talking about the Slavics, uh, Russia, uh, Bulgaria, the, Bo- the Bohemians, those from the Polish nation. When you talk about the Poles, the Slavics, and the Croatians, they come from Magog. Um, also, the Persians and the Afghanistanians and the Kurds, um, those from Iran, they come from Yafet as well as the Germans. Um, Scandinavian nations, the Anglo-Saxons, uh, when you talk about English, you're talking about Taris, and when you talk about Shem- um, the child called 
Meshach, you're talking about Russia, and Gomar relates to the Celtic nations, okay? Uh, when you talk about the days of the week, um, they are partially in connection with the Celtic nations. They started naming the days of the week as well. So those particular people are from Japheth, and it, if you read Barashit, uh, Genesis chapter 10, it lets us know clearly that they are the Gentiles or they are the nations um, that are set apart from Yahweh. So, uh, but however, the powerful thing about it is that Yahweh can call those among those nations to come into his nation of righteousness, truth, and set-apartness. So it is very imperative that we understand that. We have read that time and time again. I want us to read the book of Tahalim, chapter 67. Uh, we're going to go back to Romans 12 and break that down, and then we're going to go also into Romeo or Romans chapter 11. Uh, a lot of you enjoyed yesterday's teaching, hallelujah, Yahuwah, um, through his Ruach had baruched us with such an instruction pertaining to how he's going to gather his people. Uh, you know, and we're talking about the identification through the Ruach HaKodesh, that type of DNA. Tahalim, or Psalm 67, says this, Hallelujah. It says, Elohim, be merciful unto us and barak us and cause his face to shine upon us, Salah, that your way may be known upon earth, your saving health, which we call Yashu or Yasha, which means the prosperity, the salvation, the deliverance that will come from him, his welfare will be what? Among all nations. It says among. Verse 3, let the people play, praise you, O Elohim. Let all the people praise you. O let the nations, or let the gatherings be glad and sing for joy. For you shall judge the people righteously and govern the what? The nations upon earth or that would be the lehom, the gatherings, or the communities. You know, Yahuwah would govern them upon earth. Salah, okay? Uh, there's a word that I would like for us to look at, and that is nakar. Uh, nakar, okay? Strong's Concordance H5148. We use the Strong's Concordance for the location of a word. Now, when we see nakar, uh, where it says and govern, that's the word there, nakar. Nakar, that only means to govern. It means to guide or to bring forth or to put or to lead or to transport. Hallelujah. Okay. So he is going to what? Guide the nations about righteousness. Hallelujah, okay? So it is there. He will lead the nations. Tahalim 82, okay? I'm just going through what Malik uh, Daoud and his musicians 
was singing pertaining to the nations. Tahalim, Psalms 82. This is what it says. Let's start with verse 6. I have said, you are Elohim, and all of you are children of the El Elyon. This is what Yahusha was telling the Gentiles. Oh, well, not the Gentiles, but the Pharisees. Remember when the Pharisees was going around saying, wait a minute, you going around saying that you are a Eloha. And didn't Yahusha say it? Doesn't it say in the word, in your Torah, that you are Elohim? You are mighty ones. And all of you are children of the Most High, the Most High Eloha. So we are Elohim. We are mighty ones standing under the flag of Yahuwah. But it does not mean that we are the Almighty One. Yahuwah is that. Okay? That's just to bring clarity. Verse 7. But you shall die like men and fall like one of the princes. Arise, O Elohim, judge the earth, for you shall inherit all nations. Okay? There it is, right there. Here's a cross-reference. If you want to look at it in a renewed covenant, let's go to Alif Kepha. That's First Peter, okay? Chapter 4. I'm setting the foundation of, so when we go into Romans 11 and start breaking things down pertaining to the grafting in of the Gentiles, we will have a full understanding as to why Yahuwah is doing this. It has already been said, even through the name of Abraham. Abraham means father of all nations. That's why he added A-M, the, from Abram to Abraham. Ham. Ham means nations. So he became the father, not just of the nation of Yasharia, but for all nations. They will come unto the, the inheritance and the promise that was given unto Abraham. This mighty Father of absolute belief when you talk about Abraham. First Peter chapter four. Okay? Let's look at a verse. Let's look at verse eighteen. Let's see. Go back a verse. Let's go to verse seventeen. Please forgive me. Verse seventeen. It says, For the time is come that judgment must begin at the house of Elohim. And if it first begins at us, what shall the end of them that obey not the good news of Elohim? Y'all see that right there? So judgment starts amongst the nation of Yashariel, not the church, as you will hear in Christian terminology, because those are not actually the children of Yahweh. The children of Yahweh is those who keep Torah and those who claim Yahuwah, for the time is come that judgment must begin at the house of Elohim. Once again, it doesn't mean synagogue. It doesn't mean church. It means it starts with the people of Elohim. And if it first begin at us, what shall the end be of them that obey not the good news or the Besorah of Elohim? Judgment doesn't just mean a bad thing, brothers and sisters. It can also be good judgment. Okay? So, 
we're going to be judged first, and then those who did not obey him will be judged later. Verse 18 says, and if the righteous scarcely be saved, I want you to highlight that because everybody that claims that they are under the righteousness of Elohim is not going. If the righteous scarcely be saved, where shall the what? The unset apart in the sinner appear. Whereof let them that suffer according to the will of Elohim commit the keeping of their souls to him in well doing, as unto a faithful Creator, you must have absolute belief that Yahuwah is going to what? Bring Yasha or salvation unto you. Very powerful. Let's go to Tahalim 86. Okay, let's go back to Psalms. Let's go to Tahalim 86. All right. Let's go to verse 8. Among the Elohim, there is none like unto you, O Master. Neither are there any works like unto your works. Listen, verse 9. Call, that, that means all, call Gahim, all nations whom you have made shall come and worship before you, O Master, and you shall, what, esteem your name. For you are great and does wondrous things. You are Elohim alone. Hallelujah. Okay. It says right there, all nations whom you have made shall come and worship before you, O Sovereign One, and they shall esteem your name. So we can't not go around saying we're not going to know the name, okay? That's, that's out the window. We're going to know the name of our master, who is Yahweh. Let's go to the book of Daniel. That's next, the book of Daniel. The book of Daniel, chapter 7. For those of you who cannot believe in Hamashiach, or there will be an anointed one chosen by Yahweh to sit at his right hand. It was also written in the book of Hanak, the book of Enoch. But here's an updated one for the book of Daniel, the book of Daniel, chapter 7, verses 13 and 14. Listen. I saw in the night of visions, and behold, one like the Son of Man came with the clouds of Shamahim. And came to the ancient of days. You're going to see the word um, Atik Yahim. Atik Yahim means what? The ancient one of days. And they brought him near before him. And there was given him dominion and esteem and a kingdom. Listen. That all nations, that all people, nations, and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion, which shall not pass away. And his kingdom, that shall not be destroyed. So Yahuwah 
is going to give this one who is like the son of Adam, the son of man, a dominion. Okay? The Hebrew word is shotan. Shotan means he's going to give him an empire. And he's going to give him what? Extinct. The, the, it's the, uh, the Chassidian word, uh, yakar. Yakar means going to give him honor. And he's going to give him meku. Meku means he's going to give him reign. He's going to give him an absolute dominion, or we use the word kingdom. Now, the book of Daniel was written later on in Chassidian. Uh, it, it came from the, uh, you know, it was coming away from the Paleo-Hebrew, and then they started to speak more um, Chassidian, okay, that we seeing here, okay? That you should serve him. His dominion is in everlasting. That's the Ulam, the everlasting, the forever dominion. That shall not pass away in his kingdom. That shall not be destroyed. Okay, all people and nations and tongues, when you talk about the languages, okay, they go, or those who have different speech, they are going to be serving him. Micah is next. Let's go to Micah for one moment. Um, and, and people very rarely goes to Micah. Let's go to Micah chapter 4. Let's start at the top. Micah chapter 4, verse 1. Okay, here's what it says. Hallelujah. Micah 4, verse 1. It is written, but in the last days, you might want to highlight this or place a marker here. Hallelujah. It's talking about the latter days, okay? It's talking about the end time. In the last days, it shall come to pass that the mountain of the house of Yahweh shall be established on the top of the mountains and shall be exalted above the hills, and peoples shall flow to it. That's according to the IRS or the scriptures. Uh, it says uh, in the Sephir, people shall flow unto it. You're starting to see the people or the nations will come unto it. Verse 2, in many goyim, many nations shall come and say, come and let us go up to the mountain of Yahuwah. And to the house of the Elohim, the mighty one of Yeku. And he will teach us of his ways. And we will walk in his paths. For the Torah shall go forth of Zion. And the Debar, the word of Yahuwah, from Jerusalem. Why are the Gentiles from all nations are going to be at the mountain to learn the Torah It's because they're coming Into Zion Zion means to be grafted in It is a uh, Agricultural terminology In the Hebrew It means to be grafted in Hallelujah 
okay? So you cannot take a, quote-unquote, a apple branch and try to graft it into a orange uh, tree, okay? It must be of the same. We're going to read that in Romeo or Romans chapter 11 in just a moment. The Gentiles might be considered to be a wild olive branch, and then you have, you know, just a normal branch. We're going to break that down in a minute, okay? But the, the Gentiles will learn the Torah, the instructions and the teachings. It is the constitution of righteousness when it comes to Yahuwah's nation. They're going to be grafted into Zion. The word of Yahuwah is going to come live and direct from Yerushalayim. Verse 3, and he shall judge among, there's that among again, he shall judge among many people. And rebuke strong nations afar off, and they shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. We didn't we went over that before because there's going to be a thousand years of shalom, thousand years of peace. Nations shall not lift up a sword against nation. Listen, neither shall they learn war any more. But they shall sit every man under his vine and under his fig tree, and none shall make them afraid. For the mouth of Yahuwah of heavenly armies, which is Tesfot, hath spoken it. Listen to verse 5. For all people will walk everyone in the name of his Elohim, and we will walk in the name of Yahuwah, our supreme Elohim, Ulam, Ulam, forever and ever. Okay. Here's how you will read it in the Hebrew. Hallelujah. Okay. It states this, that all people will walk, everyone in the name of his Elohim, and we will walk in the name of Yahuwah, Elohanu, and then it says Ulam Ad, which means forever and ever. Powerful, right? Let's keep reading. It, it gets even better than that. Who is going to rescue Zion once he gathers all of them in? Let's read verse 6. In that day, hallelujah, okay, in that day, says Yahweh, will I assemble her that halts, and I will gather her that is driven out, and her that I have afflicted, and I will make her that halt a remnant, and her that was cast afar off a strong nation, and Yahweh will reign over them in Mount Zion from henceforth even forever. Now, in the scriptures, it says, in that day, declares Yahweh, I gather the lame, and I bring together the outcasts and those who I afflicted. The outcasts are those who have been scattered amongst the four corners of the earth. He's going to bring them in. And I will make the lame a remnant, and the outcasts a strong nation. And Yahuwah shall reign over them in Mount Zion. Okay? It's very important that we understand Mount Zion. Zion. That's where the grafting in is going to take place. Okay? Hallelujah. 
okay, just so that you can get an understanding there, okay? If you want to look up Zion, it is Strong's Concordance H6726. It will be the permanent forever capital of, uh, you know, of the nation, hallelujah, it's going to be right there in Yerushalayim. It is the parched place. That's what Zion also means. It is the parched place. Hallelujah. Okay. It's speaking to us prophetically how as Yahuwah is going to be lifted up amongst all nations, his people also will be lifted up for all to see. We will be perched up as well. Okay. Let's talk about the pruning hooks, and let's talk about uh, the uh, the millennium of Shalom. This is why we always say Shabbat Shalom, because we cannot wait, hallelujah, for the Shabbat of the Shalom to take place. The last days where there will be no peace. Let's go to Yashayahu, Isaiah chapter 2. This chapter talks about what's going to happen at the Mount Zion. And how people are going to be grafted in who are Gentiles. And how those particular people who are through the bloodline of Abraham, Isaac, and Yaqub, who kept the Torah and the belief of who Yahusha is, the testimony, how they will also be there at Mount Zion. Isaiah, Yashayahu, chapter 2. The Debarter, the word that Yashayahu, the son of Amus, saw concerning Yahudah and Yerushalayim. Okay, this is pertaining to Yahudah. It's still talking about the bloodline. Hallelujah. Okay, it's talking about one of the tribes and the capital of Judah or Yahudah, which is Yerushalayim. Listen to verse 2. And it shall come to pass in the last days. Okay, this is a different prophet talking. This is not... You know, this is not Micah. Now this is Yahshayahu. It shall come to pass in the latter days that the mount of Yahuwah's house shall be established in the top of the mountains and shall be exalted above the hills, and all nations shall flow unto it. We read that in the book of Micah, didn't we? Let's continue to read. And many people shall go and say, you, you come and let us go up to the mountain of Yahuwah to the house of the Elohim of Yehud, and he will teach us of his ways, and we will walk in his paths. For out of Zion shall go forth the Torah and the word of Yahweh from Jerusalem. So both of these prophets who have been living in different times, hallelujah, writing still in the Ruach, they both understand that Torah is going to be taught there. The Torah will be taught Unto the Gentiles. Okay? We reading that there. Yahudah or Judah will already know of Torah. It is the Gentiles that's going to be taught. Okay? We're going to go on uh, to the next verse. Okay? Listen to this. It specifically states this. For it is written. And he should judge amongst the Goyim, the nations, the heathens, the Gentiles, and shall rebuke many people. And they shall beat their swords in the plowshares and their spears in the pruning hooks. Remember, we read that back in Micah. 
Nations shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war anymore. O house of Jacob, you come and let us walk in the what? In the aura, in the uh, illumination or the light of Yahweh. Same thing here. Okay. So whoever is going around teaching that we cannot, uh, you know, have assemblies with the Gentiles or they have no chance of coming into the nation of Yasharia, all of that is a complete lie. Okay, I don't know what scriptures they are reading pertaining to that. Let's read a couple of more before we go to Romans. Let's go to Ezekiel 36. Ezekiel chapter 36. So in order, and, and I like to say this, we, we read it earlier, that if we're going to be the light of the Gentiles, and I'm talking about those who are the descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Yacoub, if you are children of Abraham, then you should be teaching the Gentiles when they're coming in. We're supposed to teach them through action how to walk in righteousness. I'm even talking about those Gentiles who have came into the nation of Yasharia. You're supposed to also teach through action, through your belief, your absolute belief, and the works of Torah. You're to teach them what righteousness is. They should see his word, not just hear his word. You should be able to display his Torah. Ezekiel, chapter 36. Let's look at two verses. Let's look at verse 4 and 5. Therefore, you mountains of Yashariel, hear the word of Yahuwah. Okay, Yahuwah Elohim, or the master, Yahuwah. Thus says Yahuwah, the master, or the master Elohim, to the mountains and to the hills, to the rivers and to the valleys, to the desolate waste and to the cities that are forsaken, which became a prey and what we call a scoffing to the residue of the heathen that are round about. Therefore, thus says the master, Yahweh, surely in the fire of my jealousy have I spoken against the residue of the heathen and against all of Edom. When you see um, Edomia, that means the Edomites, okay? I've spoken against the Edomites or Edom or Esau, which have appointed my land into their possession. Now, for those of you who do not know what Yahoo is speaking about in this verse, when Babylon, when Babylonia came to invade Yahudah, Okay, they did three different deportations to clean out the nation of Yahudah because of their disobedience toward Yahweh. And they were uh, brought into Babylonia. The Edomites came in and ravished the, the remains of Yahudah, and they took over some of that land. How you think King Herod, the Edomite, became a king there, appointed by the Romans? By the Roman Senate. How do you think that took place? King Herod was not really number one. 
he was not really from the nation of Yashariel because he was an Edomite. Number two, he was practicing um, Talmud. Okay? He did not keep the Torah of Yahweh. Okay? That's just to bring clarity. Okay? Hallelujah. Okay? So we want to go ahead and bring instruction um, to that. Uh, Ezekiel chapter 36. Okay, that's where I'm at. Ezekiel uh, chapter 36, verses 4 and 5. Okay? Let's read verse 5 again. Therefore, thus says the master, Yahweh, Surely in the fire of my jealousy have I spoken against the residue of the wood, of the goyim, of the Gentiles, and all of the Edomites, who have appointed my land into their possession. Okay, now who was the heathens? The Romans, the Greeks. Remember when they came and invaded Yahuda or Judah? Okay, let's keep reading. They had took the land and brought into their possession with the joy of all their heart, with despiteful minds to cast it out for a prey. Okay? So it lets us know there that these particular people of Edom, as well as the Romans, they took over Yahuda, or if you want to say Judea, you know, or Judah, that's what they did. Is setting up the cleaning up of the nation, and then Yahuwah is going to bring his people back. It is written. Let's read it. Amos. Amos chapter 9. This particular chapter brings forth the destruction of Yashariel and how Yahuwah is allowing this to take place so he can restore his people back to him. Okay, so we're going to go into that. All righty. So let's go to Amos chapter number, chapter 9. All right, let's go to verse, let's see. Okay, here we go. Let's go to verse 8, and then we'll read down to a very key verse. Behold, the eyes of the master Yahweh are upon the sinful kingdom, and I will destroy it from off the face of the earth, saving that I would not utterly destroy the house of Yakub, says Yahweh. For lo, I will command, and I will sift the house of Yashariel among all nations, like as corn is sifted in a sheath, yet will not the least grain fall upon the earth. All the sinners of my people should die by the sword, which says the evil shall not overtake nor prevent us. Verse 11. In that day, it's talking about now the restoration of his people. In the latter days, in that day, will I raise up the tabernacle of Daud that is fallen, the kingdom that was established through David or Malek Daud, have fallen. It was a, you know, a uh, the bloodline was corrupted. And how was it resurrected, the particular bloodline? It was done through Yahusha. Okay? 
and close up the breaches thereof, and I will raise up his ruins, and I will build it as in the days of old. Hallelujah. Cannot wait for that day. Verse 12, that they may possess the remnant of Edom and all the what? The Goyim, the, the nations, the Gentiles, which are called by my name, says Yahuwah, that does this. Once again, there can be some Edomites that can come into the nation of Yasharia as well. If they come in, in the integrity of Yahweh, it states it here. Let's go to the prophetic book of Zechariah, Zechariah, Zechariah chapter 2. Okay? Um, Zechariah or Zechariah is a prophetic book talking about the coming of the Mashiach. What was the Mashiach's name? <laughs> Those of you who have ears, let them hear what the Ruach is saying. It's a, it's a, it's a very powerful uh, prophetic book that a lot of people skip over. Zechariah uh, or Zechariah chapter 2. Let's read verse 8 down to a very powerful verse I want you to see. Zechariah, Zechariah chapter 2, verse 8 says, For thus says Yahuwah of heavenly armies, After the kabod, after the extinct, he has sent me unto the nations which spoiled you. For he that touches you touches the apple of his eye. <laughs> I want to highlight that. Hallelujah. After the extinct, has he sent me unto the nations which spoiled you. Okay. Shalah means the ones that plundered you or stripped you. For he that touches you touches the apple of his eye. For behold, I will shake my hand upon them, and they shall be a what? A shalom. They will be a prey to their servants. And you shall know that Yahuwah of heavenly armies have sent me. Verse 10. Sing and rejoice, O daughter of Zion, for lo, I come, and I will dwell in the midst of you, says Yahuwah. And many nations, here it is, verse 11, many nations shall be joined to Yahuwah in that day. Listen, and they shall be my people, and I will dwell in the midst of you, and you shall know that Yahuwah of heavenly armies hath sent me unto you. And Yahuwah shall inherit Yahudah his portion in the set-apart land, and shall choose Yerushalem again. Yahuwah has not forgotten his people. Does, you know, while, while he's bringing in the Gentiles, he is also going to bring in Judah or Yahuda. Be silent, O all flesh, before Yahuwah, for he is raised up out of the set-apart habitation. Hallelujah, okay? So it lets us know that as many nations are going to be joined to Yahuwah in that day, and they will be his people, Yahuwah is going to inherit Yahudah to be his portion in the set-apart land. And we'll choose Jerusalem again. And the lamb, who is the designated king 
the sovereign one who sits at the right hand, his inheritance will be the Gentiles or the ones from many nations. Hallelujah. For that is written. Since we are in uh, Sakaryahu, I'd like to go over two more verses. Then I want to go to Romans and close it up. Let's go to chapter 8 of Sakaryahu or Zechariah. Zechariah chapter 8. Here we go. Let's start with verse 7. And then I want to go down to another verse. Thus says Yahuwah of heavenly armies, Behold, I will save my people from the east country and from the west country. He's still talking about those who uh, were homeborn from the land. He's going to those who he scattered. He's going to Yasha. He's going to save them. And I will bring them, and they shall dwell in the midst of Yerushalayim. And they shall be my people, and I will be their what? Their Elohim. In truth and in righteousness. I just wanted you to see that. Go down, if you will, please, to verse number 22. Listen to the word. Yea, many people and strong nations shall come to seek Yahuwah of heavenly armies in Jerusalem and to pray. They're going to make um, halah. Halah means to, to pray, to make self weak. They're going to bring themselves at before Yahuwah. Thus says Yahuwah of heavenly armies, in those days it shall come to pass that ten men shall take hold of all tongues of the nations, even shall take hold of the skirt of him that is a Yahudah, saying, we will go with you, for we have heard that Elohim is with you. Okay. Or we could say Emmanuel. Okay, that's what that means. Okay, that Elohim is with you or with us. I want you to read verse 23 again. It shall come to pass that ten men shall take hold out of all languages of the nations, of the heathens, of the Gentiles, even shall take hold of the skirt of him that is a Yahudah. You might see Jew. There, or you might see the word Yaudit or Yaudi. It is a descendant of Judah that will be doing the teaching, and the Gentiles are going to follow the people of Yaudah. It says it here. We will go with you, for we have heard that Yahuwah or that Elohim is with you. Maybe I need to read it again. It shall come to pass that ten men, you see Asher, Asher uh, Asher means ten, ten men, ten-ish, okay, they are connected to Yahweh, would take hold of all languages, okay, that's Lashon. Lashon means the tongue. They're going to be speaking in different languages of the nations. Even they should take hold of the skirt of him that is a Yahudai or Yahudi, saying, We will go with you, for we have heard that Elohim is with you. I keep iterating that, okay? 
There's going to be individuals that's going to learn different languages, and they will bring forth the what? They're going to bring forth the good news or the basura, and people will follow them. The Gentiles will follow the light. For it says in Yahshua Yahu that the children of Yahshua should be the aura of the light to the Gentiles. One more verse. Since we are in Sakaryahu or Zechariah, let's go to chapter 12. All right. Chapter 12 of Sakaryahu. Let's go to verse 6. In that day will I make the governors of Yahuda like a hearth of fire among the wood and like a torch of fire in a sheath, and they should devour all the people round about on the right hand and on the left. And Jerusalem shall be inhabited again in her own place, even in Jerusalem. Verse 7 says, Yahuwah also shall save the tents of Yahuda first. This is going to happen when? In the latter days. Yahuda shall save the tents of Yahuda first. That the esteem of the house of Daud, remember Malek Daud, King David came from Judah, and the esteem of the inhabitants of Jerusalem do not magnify themselves against Yahuda. So for those who are sitting there in Jerusalem thinking that they are going to be uh, greater than the ones of Yahuda, it will not come to pass. Verse 8. In that day shall Yahuwah defend the inhabitants of Jerusalem, and he that is feeble among them at that day shall be as Daud, and the house of Daud shall be as Elohim, as the messenger of Yahuwah before them. And it shall come to pass in that day that I will seek to destroy all the nations that come against Jerusalem. It's not talking about those who are already there. Is talking about those who he's going to bring back in. Okay. Let's go over now Romans, and then we'll go ahead and wrap everything up. This is what we're going to be talking about next week. Romans chapter 11. We went over Romans 4. We broke that down. Let's break down Romans 11. I'm going to point out the first couple of verses so that you can study and, and get it in, in prayer, you know, in the wisdom or the hakma of Yahweh, and then we'll go over next week. I say then, has Elohim cast away his people? You're taught of Christianity that, uh, that the Lord God has got rid of Israel, and now he wants his church. Because the nation of Israel could not keep up with the 613 commandments, judgments, and ordinances of Yahuwah. And therefore, because they were disobedient and they were scattered, Yahuwah, does, I mean, well, the Lord God doesn't want them anymore. And then Jesus came, and Jesus come to get to church. Jesus coming as God in the flesh, he's going to come and die for you. And then after that, he's going to resurrect and save his church. Sounds foolish, right? Sounds demonic, right? Diabolical, okay? 
the emissary Shaul says, I say then, have Elohim cast away his people? Now, if he says yes, then there's no hope for the nation of Yahshariel. Everything that was written that I just read earlier, it's a complete lie. Would you follow Elohim that would say one thing and then say another the next? It says, Elohim forbid, for I also come from Yahshariel. I'm of the seed of Abraham, of the tribe of Benjamin. Here it is, the emissary Shaul says right here that he is from the nation of Yahshariel. He comes from the bloodline of Abraham. He's from the tribe of Benjamin. I am one of his people. Elohim forbids that. Let's read verse 2. Elohim have not cast away his people, which he foreknew. Won't ye not what the scripture says of Elijah? How he has made intercession to Elohim against Yahshariel, saying, Yahweh, they have killed your prophets and dig down your slaughtering places, and I am left alone, and they seek my life. But what says the answer of Yahuwah unto him? I have reserved to myself 7,000 men who have not bowed the knee to the image of Baal. Even so, then, at this present time also, there is a remnant according to the election of mercy. We're going to break that down on next week. So we're going to go over Romans chapter 11, pertaining to the stranger and the sojourner and the nation of Yashariel, how this all comes together. Hallelujah. All righty. That'll do it for me. That'll give you something to think about. This has been another talk, teach, and touch by instruction. I pray, my prayer and my zeal is that the nation of Yahshariel, that we all might be saved. Hallelujah. Barakatah unto you. Barakahaba Hashem Yahweh. Eloha. Baruch be the name of the Almighty Yahweh. Speaking to you in the name of our sovereign king, Yahusha Hamashiach. Okay? Shalom. And Shabbat Shalom, I hope you did enjoy your Shabbat. And until next Friday, please stay encouraged. Please continue to seek the wisdom of Yahweh and always meditate on his word day and night. Shalom and Shabbat Shalom to one and unto all.